Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Uh, we started a series last week called Disciple. Uh, true story, my wife was not able to be at church last week. She's not here this week either. Um, it's okay. I'm, she's getting right before the Lord. She'll be back soon. Um, kidding. Uh, but I got home last week and she's a house church. I said, it was good. We started a new series called Disciple. No joke. She goes, that's the most uncreative title I've ever heard in my life. Do better. I'm like, wow. Okay. So I apologize on, on the onset for the uncreative title of Disciple. But we are talking about what does it mean to be a disciple? Someone say Disciple. The whole premise of this series and kind of what we started last week is the, the reality that we live in a culture where, where we use this word believer a lot. Hey, brother, are you a believer? I'm a believer, are you? But, but the Bible predominantly tells us that Jesus actually hasn't called us to just be believers. Matter of fact, James 2.9, we read it last week, says that even the demons believe. That, that while belief is the starting point, belief is not the goal, the goal is that we would be disciples. Matthew 28, 19 through 20, you could write it in your notes, but Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples. Hey, go, he didn't say go therefore and make believers. I just need, I need you to get on your high school campus. I need you to get on your soccer team and just get people to believe. Now that's a good John Mayer song, I'm dating myself. Um, but that is, that's not the, the call of Jesus. Jesus said, no, I like we, we're, we're going to make Disciples. What is a disciple? We talked about this last week. A disciple is a devout follower and student of the teachings and the teacher. A disciple is not someone who merely believes, but a disciple is someone who they're a student. They're they're, they're a devout follower of not just the teacher, but the teachings, the ways of the master, a disciple is someone that says, Jesus, I am following in your ways and in your teaching. I've given my life to be a student of yours, not just to invite you along for the ride and hope that like a, like a rabbit foot, you're just a good luck charm so that I have, a, I have a good life. No, I'm a student. I'm a follower of yours. We read this passage last week. And I want to read it to you again. Matthew 22, I'm sorry, Matthew 16, verse 24 through 25. It was our main text last week. Um, Jesus said this. He said to all his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. We, we titled the sermon last week, It Is What It Is. Because we talked about this reality that Jesus says, listen, um, if, if you do not deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. It's a different passage, but we read it last week. He says, actually, you cannot, you cannot be my disciple. We, we titled the sermon, It Is What It Is, because um, that's not like a fun sermon. That's not like, a, oh my gosh, thank you so much for the invitation. I can't wait to, he said, but hey, it is what it is. We, we used the example with sweet Olivia last week. Um, it's like, you can't be sugar-free while eating a candy bar. It, it just, you know, it, it is, I, 
I, I really want to go vegan. Has anybody ever thought about, or are you currently a vegan? Anybody, any, any vegans in the house? No, I legitimately thought about it. Okay. I am anybody. You're like me. You're a sucker for a documentary. And for a whole three hours after that documentary, you're like, Oh my, I couldn't sleep one night over like the Christmas new year holiday. And I was up and I was watching Netflix and I watched a documentary on being a vegan. And like, I woke up that morning and I'm like, babe, we got to go vegan. I'm, and I was, I'm like, no, I'm in, I'm 100%. Like, you gotta watch this documentary. It'll change your life. And uh, I, this a real story. I was a vegan until my wife cooked bacon for breakfast. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. Maybe veganism isn't for us. This is pretty, but, but it's like saying you're a vegan while eating bacon. He goes, hey, it is what it is. You actually can't be my disciple if you do not deny yourself. Say, say no to you, take up your cross and follow me. But but the, the good news on the backside of that, he goes, actually, it sounds maybe kind of negative, but it's the only way to really find life. Jesus did not come to manipulate or control. He came, John 10, 10, to give us life and life to the full. Why does he require us to say no to us and follow him? Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no life other than him. And tonight as we continue our series, I want to talk tonight about what God really wants, what God's really after. Have you ever met someone before that um, just won't tell you what they want? Like, like this, is, this is me and my wife every time we go on a date. Hey, babe, what, where do you want to go for dinner? I don't know. What about this place? Nah. What about this place? Nah. What about this? Nah. What do you want? I don't know. Just tell me what you want. Jesus is actually pretty clear, and we're, we're going to read this passage and see tonight. What is it God is really after? Matthew asked you to turn here, chapter 22, verse 36 and 38. There is a man who is asking Jesus a very relevant and direct, direct question. He asked Jesus, Jesus, what is, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Matthew 22, 36. Jesus, just tell me. What is the greatest commandment in the law? What, what is it, that, what's the most important thing on your heart? And Jesus says to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. For this is the first, the most important, and also the greatest commandment. Jesus, unlike my wife when we were deciding dinner plans, pretty, he's pretty clear. Jesus, would you tell me what is the number one most important, biggest thing on your heart? And he says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. The title of the sermon I want to preach tonight is simply this, you have my heart. You have my heart. And, and, and my goal tonight is that we would see, one, that what Jesus really wants is our heart. Did you know that Jesus actually isn't super concerned with, with your behavior? I'm not saying your behavior doesn't matter. I'm not saying he doesn't have something to say about your behavior. But did you know that what Jesus is interested and in after more than anything is your heart? Je Jesus is not looking for religious obedience. No. Jesus is not looking for you to play a part or to play a role. Jesus, because he is intimately and madly in love with you, what he wants, he wants your heart. 
Um, let's pray. Let's ask God one more time that he would really soften and open up our hearts to receive this, and then we're going to jump in. Uh, God, God, tonight, we, we're, we're talking about something that um, I don't think is important. You, you think it's important. You have declared, you have said, hey, this is kind of the biggest deal. And um, God, I just pray tonight from, from the onset that anybody and everybody, including myself, who is in here, that you would open up our hearts tonight to see you, to think about you, to think about and see what you want and what you desire from us in a different way. God, that we would see tonight you do not desire just this religious obedience, following rules and regulations and playing a part. No, God, what you want is an, is an intimate love kind of relationship because you so loved us. You gave the most precious thing you had, your life, your son, that, that we would say yes to you and we would we'd give you our whole heart. God, I just say in, in the name of Jesus that we would be a people that would give you and serve you our whole heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All God's people said, amen. 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 Um, so this past Sunday was Valentine's Day. Anybody uh, just, you'd just be bold to be like, I, I had a Valentine. Anybody, do you have a Valentine? Okay. A couple people had a Valentine. I saw a couple like, yeah, I don't want to. Uh, this past night, it was Valentine's Day. And um, I celebrated Valentine's Day. Get this. This is, this is wild. For the 17th year in a row with my wife, Jennifer Malia, used to be fail. I changed that. Is Dearman now. But we have been. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, she's very blessed. She's very blessed. We can all agree. Um, we, we've. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get to this a little bit later, so don't let, if, if I forget to tell you why I regret dating my wife, remind me because you need to know why I regret, and I just, I'm going to get there. But uh, we, we, we dated for five years. We've been married for 12 years. Anybody tonight, you are 17 years old or younger. 17 or younger. Okay, this is ridiculous. I feel old. My wife and I have been a thing. She's been my boo for longer or as long as you've been alive. Uh, we started dating sophomore year in high school. Um, we met uh, at a party. This is a true story, people. She, we did not meet because she was into me. We met because she was into my friend, Jason LaPointe. And she, she tried to get close to my friend by talking to me. True story, I did not know this at the time. I was like, okay. Like, she, she was not into me. She was into my friend, Jason LaPointe. Um, but, uh, but, but then we ended up, uh, this, is what, this, is what, see, this is why you gotta go to camp. Like, this is why you gotta go to camp and like youth group trips. We ended up sitting next to each other on the bus, going to a fall retreat. And um, this, is, this is no word of a lie. I, I made such an impression that we, we get, we, it's a two hour drive home, we get uh, back in the church parking lot, and this is what she says to me. So, are you gonna ask for my number or what? D true story, and I'm like, yes, give me your number. Uh, matter of fact, now that I think about it, that's how we got married too. Uh, we, we'd been dating for like five years, and some friends of ours got engaged, and I said, oh my gosh, did you hear that so-and-so got engaged? And this, no word of a lie, we're in the car. I'll never forget where we were. We were on our way to God's favorite restaurant, Don Pedro's, my favorite place to go. And, and she goes, I swear, if one more person gets engaged before we do, I'm going to be so mad. 
And I'm like, all right, cool, point taken. Less good as Zales and get, we didn't get a ring that night, but um, she's the reason that we're in a relationship because she has always been very forward. That's not my point though. Uh, we've been celebrating Valentine's Day for 17 years. And um, I, I was thinking back, kind of re relating to the sermon tonight, um, in high school, it was kind of ridiculous how obsessed we were with each other. Like, you're probably the couple, I'm sorry, we're probably the couple that like, you go, oh, like, the, like those people. Like, do you have friends that are dating that you're like, hey, seriously, like get a life that's not each other. What is wrong with you? That was us. 100%. We wanted to hang out all the time. Uh, we did not get a cell phone until we were seniors in high school. True story. This is how old we are. And um, we'd, we'd hang out together. And then I'd go home and I would dial her landline. I still remember. And I'd be like, yo, Mr. Fail, can I talk to your daughter? And we would we'd talk on the phone all the time. Uh, we would try to spend as much time possible at school together. It's like, we just saw each other. What is wrong with you? But it doesn't matter. We both have class in B-Wing and we got to see each other before we go to the next class because we had to exchange love letters. We didn't have texting. We wrote each other love letters all the time. We were like obsessed with each other. And, and, and I was thinking about how obsessed and ridiculous and how infatuated we were with each other um, because really that's what Jesus is saying in this verse. This guy, this guy, again, think about it. He is a religious man. He, he is a, he, he's a, a law man. And he goes, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Hey, hey, Jesus, I want to be good with God. So you just tell me real quick, what do I need to do to be good with God? Now, if you track back, we won't read this probably for time's sake, but if you track back to like Exodus chapter 20, verse three, the first of the 10 commandments is you shall have no other gods before the Lord your God. But Jesus didn't quote that. He said, you, you wanna know what God's really after? He, he's after you to love. That word love in this translation, it's a verb. Anybody, because you're so smart, you could tell me what is a verb? An action. Christina's on that. It's, it's an action. So, so he, he, he's saying, no, no, I, I don't just want you to be like, yeah, I, I'm totally into God. Totally. No, no, no. He said with, with your life. The, the greatest commandment with Jesus, what I'm after, is that you would actively pursue. You would actively show affection. You would actively demonstrate your love to God. Listen to what he said. He says, with all of your heart. Heart really is a word for passion. With, with all of your soul, soul is a, it's a word and descriptive of all of your emotions, all of your mind, what you're thinking about and what you're consumed with. I don't know if you answered my question um, or not, but I put it on social media. I think we put it on LYC too, th three different questions. What are you most passionate about? What, what makes you happy? What makes you sad? What do you think about the most? And you, you know what was amazing but not surprising is that um, I actually had a lot of people that responded to those questions and, and I can sum up 90% of the answers like this. What are you most passionate about? Me, me, me. It didn't say me, but most people were like, ah, like my hobby, ah, my, my, my career. Ah, oh, this, this thing that I'm trying, trying to get right now. Most people answer the question, what, what makes you happy and what makes you sad? They answer it like this, me. 
most of the, the, the answers can, can be summed up like this. What makes me happy is when I get the things I want and when life is going really good for me, then I'm happy. What makes me sad is when I don't get what I want and life is not going very good for me. What are you most, what are you passionate about? What, what, what makes you happy? What are you thinking about the most? And so many of the answers, I was actually pretty surprised by this, were, were this. Um, how to accomplish my future goals. That was probably 90% of the answers that I got from people that follow or, or I'm connected with on social media. Just, 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 just pursuing my goals, man. And what, what's interesting but not surprising is that many of the people who answer these questions um, are Jesus followers, are believers in Jesus. And J Jesus said, do you, do you know what God is really after? Do you know what God really wants? He wants to consume your heart. You know what God's really after? Like God doesn't want you to just do things and go through motions and come on Wednesday to kind of do, do your not. God wants, he wants your passion. God, God wants your emotions and your, your life from the inside out, your, your thinking, your thoughts to be centered and obsessed with with him. Do, do you know why, I, I, I told you this earlier, I had to circle back. Do you know why I, I actually really do regret dating my wife in high school? Um, it's not that I regret our relationship. We got married. Like, we have three awesome kids. I love mi esposa. I think that's Spanish for wife, I think. Um, it's like, bro, wrong word. That's like, that means cow. My, my apology. Um, that's not funny, Caitlin. Um, but, but I... I regret dating her because all of the passion and obsession that God goes, I, I want that, well, it, it belonged to her. You know, you know I was telling, telling Matt this before, before church, and I don't know if she would be pleased hearing this. Hopefully she would. Um, but I'm way less obsessed with my wife now than I was in high school. And, and it's not because, like, yeah, you guys are old. I heard that happens when you get old gray hairs, bags under the eyes, fall out of love. It's not because of that. It's because I've, I've grown in all of that obsession and that passion. Well, primarily it belongs to Jesus. And my, my big regret and my, when people are like, bro, should I, should I date? I'm always like, do what I say, not what I did because I dated through high school and all of my obsession and my passion, it, it, it went to this girl when, when Jesus was was looking for that. So here, here's the question. And this is kind of always what, what bothered me about this passage. Like, I, I know I'm a pastor, I'm a pastor's kid, but there's a lot of passages in the Bible um, that bother me and actually still bother me because I'm asking God to really help me understand them. But this used to always bother me because I, I used to always think, like, but God, what if I'm not passionate about you? Like, like you do realize you can't force relationship, right? Like, maybe you've discovered this by trying to get a valentine they're like no we're not please like me please no i don't i don't like you but we could we just give me a chance we could it's like no i don't i'm not into you please stop coming to my house this would no I'm, this will never work um so I, I always thought like like wait a minute god if what you're looking for for me is you want my passion god you want my heart god you you want my what do i do when i just don't feel like that because God, what you want is my heart, and, and I can't fake feeling. You ever, you ever thought about that? You can't fake feeling? I can go through the motions. Okay, God, cool. 
Like, and, and I'm, I'm just guessing, I'm just assuming this is maybe what this man was. Hey, Jesus, tell me what to do. And Jesus said, it's not really about what you do. I want your heart. But I can't fake feeling, though. How do I, how do I really give God my heart when I just don't always feel like it? We, we read this verse at the top, but Matthew 16 Chapter 24, I want to go back there and I want to see that Jesus gives us a little bit of a, a blues clues here. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, I really do want to follow you. I just don't know how to like fake the feeling. He says, well, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Someone say follow. follow. The blues clues that I think Jesus is leaving us and how to really give him our heart is that word follow. Now, track with me in your notes and on the screen, if, in, unless you want to turn there. Matthew 6, 20, 21, I believe it is. Track over here with me and listen to what Jesus says. Matthew 6, 21. Should be somewhat of a, a familiar scripture for you if, um, if you, uh, you've been in LYC any length of time. Um, if it's not on the screen, that's okay. I'll read it to you. My apologies if it's not on the screen. But Matthew 6, 21, listen to what it says. Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. All right, this is probably like, Brandon, we've heard you say this a billion times. Please move on. But just in case you haven't heard it, let me just like catch you up. The Bible tells us that our heart, our passion is a follower, not a leader. Do you know where we get messed up a lot of times? We follow our passion, not remembering or realizing our passion is a follower, not a leader. And, and I end up following a follower and never seem to get things straight. Jesus says, wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be. In other words, you place your treasure, your time, your energy, your emotion, you put your treasure here and what catches up soon after is all of your passion. What we often do though is we go, no, I'm going to, I'm going to give my energy, my, I'm, I'm going to give what, whatever I have, I'm giving it to my passion, not realizing the Bible goes, actually your heart follows wherever your treasure is. How, how is it, Brandon, that that I really give God all of my heart. You follow him, you follow him. See, when it comes to being a disciple, all of us, and I wanna go back real quick, Brad, to, to Matthew 16. Matthew 16, chapter, I'm sorry, chapter 16, verse 24. Um, you can go to verse 24, I wanna show you something. All of us, when it comes to, to being a disciple, hear me tonight, we will come to a point of decision. Someone say decision, decision. He says, if anybody wants to be my disciple, he will come to a point of decision where he must deny himself and take up his cross. The point of the decision is saying, Jesus, I'm, I'm choosing to say no to me and yes to you. Jesus, I am, I'm choosing to say yes to an invitation that says no to me and yes to you. We talked, we talked about this last week, that, that forfeits my ideas, my dream, my goal, my, and says, God, it's not that those are bad, but I just, I, I wanna do whatever you're asking me to do. It's a point, point of decision. 
And then once you make that decision, he says, and then you just begin to follow me. Now, go with me for a second. As I'm following him, what am I doing? I'm giving him my, my time, my energy, my thoughts. And, and if Matthew 6, 21 is true, which it is true because they are the words of Jesus, as I begin to follow him, AKA put my treasure in following him, all of a sudden my passion, my heart, my, my emotion, my, my infatuation, my, my desire for him, it, it grows. I, I, I know I keep referencing my, my wife and I, but, but I was thinking about how when we first met, I, I wasn't that like into her, if you will. I actually don't even remember that party. I remember, I remember the party, I don't remember her. It was Michael Claypool's party. Uh, Michael Claypool, he was the man and uh, big, big football. He probably like, you know, in my mind, it's like he's, he's 6'7", 305, pure muscle. He probably was like, you know, 5'2", I don't remember. Um, but Michael Claypool's party, I remember the party. I actually do remember the party. But, but I don't remember her. But that's where we met. I just don't remember her. Um, we, we, we met again at youth group, which I don't remember actually. Because we have a friend named Nevin McCoy, and according to her, she said, yeah, like the thought came into my mind, maybe I should talk to this guy when Nevin McCoy at youth group was like, hey, you guys should like get together. I don't remember that. I, I remember the party, I remember you, I don't remember her. I, I remember fall retreat, that camp, I actually do remember that camp, but I actually don't remember a lot of interaction with her. My, my first recollection of her is sitting next to her, maybe, maybe randomly, maybe not, sitting next to her on that bus ride home. And, and as we sat together, the more we talked, the, the more we just kind of hung out, all of a sudden this little thing in my heart began to, hey, I don't have the courage to ask her for her number. But if she was a little bit forward and said, I'm gonna give you my, I would totally take it. And, and, and it tugged in my heart. I actually do remember, this is maybe like, like you might be like, Brandon, you got problems, bro. This is like, you, it's a good thing you found a girlfriend in high school because you, 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 had, you had issues. But I remember like having her number and literally thinking, okay, so like 803-547-5984. Should I call her tonight? Is that too forward to be like, hey, I just spent two hours on the bus with you. Do you want to talk though? And so I think I waited a couple of days, like I'm not going to be forward. I'm new at all of this, but, um, but I remember calling her on the phone and, and it's like, the more we spent time together, what happened? The more my heart it grew in this love and this, this passion for this person. It's actually not very different when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. All of us will come to point of decision Jesus, I know that you are, you are who you say you are. I know you're asking me and calling me to follow you and to give you my life, but I gotta make a decision. Now, after that point of the decision, as I just begin to follow him, the more time I spend with him, the more of my energy and my thoughts and my my life that I give to him, the more my heart begins to. Do you, you know why we don't have 
more of our passion set on him, we just don't spend very much time with him. Do, do you know why it's like, I don't know, man, all of my heart and my, ah, it, it's just because we were not very close to him. But the Bible tells us that the more time we spend with him, the more we put our treasure in, the more supernaturally the Holy Spirit begins to explode in our heart this love and desire and passion. Kimberly, I'm gonna ask you to come, come play while, while we close because that'd be really helpful for me. Um, but, and then I'm gonna give you kind of three practical thoughts and then we'll, we'll be done. But, but I was thinking about the disciples and I actually don't remember where this is. I could have looked it up, but I didn't. Uh, don't touch me. But, but there's this story in the New Testament and um, Jesus preaches this really gnarly message. Have you ever heard a sermon before that you, like you're, you're listening to and you're like, you probably should have thought about this more before you preached it. Like, this is not, this is not good. It's not encouraging at all. Um, you might be like, yeah, all of your sermons, Brandon. Um, but, but he preaches this sermon. It goes something like, hey, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is... I was just here for like the, the, the free loaves and fish and a miracle. Like this is kind of, and the Bible said everybody leaves. Jesus preaches this gnarly message, eat my flesh, drink my blood. It probably didn't sound like that. And everyone's like, ah, check please, work. And, and everyone leaves and Jesus goes, 12, 12 disciples left. Hey, you guys want to leave too? And P Peter speaks up. Peter goes, where would we even go? You're, you're, you're everything. You, you are the passion and all of the, the light. It's what Paul writes. He said it's in him that we live and we breathe and we have our being. Peter goes, you're, you're everything. Leave. Where would we even, you are the passion and what consumes us. Peter didn't start that way. No, no, there's no way. Peter actually started afraid. I don't know if you know Peter's story, but Jesus, he does this great miracle. And the Bible says Peter is so aware of his insufficiency. And all of a sudden he sees the power of God on display. And Peter, and Peter goes, ah, please go away. This like, I'm, I'm on, just go. And, and, and Jesus goes, follow me. Point of decision. Peter's actually the one who later would say, Jesus, we, we left everything to follow you. We left jobs, we left families, we, we left all sorts of, no we, we left everything to follow you. Peter had a, a point of decision. So I'm, I'm gonna but, but after following, but the Bible says, and, and I, I know I'm kind of all over the place, but, but the Bible says Jesus chose 12 can anybody fill in the blank? He chose 12 that they might be with him. The Bible doesn't say Jesus chose 12 guys to start telling them what to do. No, he chose 12 that they might be together. He chose 12 to, to be in relationship and then to release them into what he created them to do. Jesus desires relationship. And Peter follows Jesus. And I don't know how, how long it was, but, but through, through following relationship, 
he gets to a point where everyone walks away and Peter goes, where would I even go? You're, you're everything to me. God, how do I get to the point that I could say with all of my heart, Jesus, you're everything to me. I, I, I would do anything. I would go anywhere. I would lay anything down because you're everything to me. How, you follow him. The more you follow him, the more your heart, it, it begins to explode with passion. Three, three thoughts of what we're going to pray and we're going to be done. Give me three thoughts. I'll give them really quickly. Number one, you can write this down. Spend time with Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. Spend, whether, whether you are reading your Bible, whether you are in your car listening to worship music, whether you are praying, whether you are just walking through the grocery store and spend time with Jesus. Make it a practice to, to spend time saying, God, I want to be with you. God, I want to know you more. I, I, I want to know you and I want to know your ways through your word. I want to, I want to invite your presence into my life just through acknowledging that, that God, you're with me and you're here and, and lifting up Thanksgiving. Spend time with him. Number two, you can jot this down. Spend time with him, but, but number two, check in with him. Brandon, isn't that kind of the same thing? I can't tell you how many times I've spent time with Jesus at 7 a.m., all right? check the box off I'm holy now I spent time with the most holy and then I didn't even think about God for 24 hours until oh Jesus time again check back in with him it's it's dumb it's crazy it's like ah you guys have issues but it's it's like me and Jenny we would spend time together before school I was mainly copying people's vocab books guilty as charged um but we'd spend time together before school. And then it's like, class is over. And I'm like, wait, we got five minutes. Hey, cool, cool, cool. Check, check in. Why? Because Jesus doesn't want to just be a part of your morning. He, Jesus wants to, to be a part of your life. And very redundant, I know, but number three, jot this down. And then report back to him. Report back to him. What do you mean report back to him? I, I mean, spend time with him. Check back in with him. Report back to him. In other words, Spend time, invite, be with, follow, acknowledge, get God present in every moment and every day of your life. And I'm telling you, the more you follow him, the more you spend time with him, the more you just start leaning into saying, God, I want to know you more. I want to be closer to you. The more you put your treasure in him, all of your passion and heart follows. All right, last thing I'm going to pray, and then we're done. One of the things that I would like for you to just note as a Bible student, Brent, I'm not a Bible student. My prayer is that you become a Bible student. One of the things that I'd like for you to note as you become a Bible student is that the majority of things that Jesus asks us to do are impossible without the help of the Holy Spirit. Like, like that, that, that's, that's kind of the point here, right? Jesus, what do, what do you want me to do? What's the greatest commandment? I want you to love and worship and passionately give God your everything. Uh, I'm kind of busy. That's kind of a lot to ask. And, and, and a lot of the point is, no, you can't do that on your own. That, that's not a you thing. That's a, 
That's a my Holy Spirit in you thing. You know what we need more? We need more of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. We need more acknowledgement of God. I can only go so far without the Holy Spirit coming in and helping to, 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 to connect that gap. Holy Spirit, I need you to change and to stir up the passion of Holy Spirit, I need you to show me who Jesus is. Holy Spirit, I need you to, 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 to work on me. And we need the Holy Spirit. And I wish that it was like easy, hey, do these five things and all of a sudden you're, but, but, but it's, it's actually not that, that mechanical, it's, it's organic. I just, I just wanna follow Jesus. I just wanna spend time with Jesus. I just wanna start giving Jesus my, my, my treasure and the Holy Spirit will begin to explode this passion for Him in your heart. Can I just say, that is my story, that's my testimony. I'm a pastor's kid with zero passion for God for the majority of, of my high school life. I mean, I already told you, my passion was for Jennifer Malia Phil. This is how you know, no offense women, this is how you know like, I really loved her. She played basketball and I went to her games. Oh, women's basketball. I, I say no more. Um, it's painful, man, it's painful. It's like, and the final score is 13 to 14. Exciting game, Bob, high score. Like it's, it, was, it was bad, but I was like, she, she had my heart. And, and most of my high school life, it's like, yeah, I'm like, cool, God, cool. Yeah, Jesus, cool, yeah, because my parents, have, but I'm telling you, something happened when I got to a point of decision in my own life to say, I actually want to follow Jesus. I don't want to go to church anymore because it's not the same. I want to follow Jesus. I, know I, I don't, I don't want to go to small group anymore because it's not the same. I want to follow Jesus with my something happened that it's so supernatural it's only that all of a sudden this this passion for God begin to explode why because I just said I'm, a, I'm at a point of decision I want to follow him and I want to give him my, my we hope you've been inspired by this word to help awaken your faith on a regular basis subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message thank you so much for listening